Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Dresmick Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's Mick Wicked four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past on the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rocket Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rocket Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rocking in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark is going to dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Gideon. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Racing fans, it's another big weekend in the sport of harness racing coming up. We welcome you to Post Time with Mike DeVine, presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. Mike Bozich flying solo today, as Mike Carter's got a pretty good reason to be missing the show. He's on his honeymoon on some island somewhere down in the Caribbean. Of course, Mike Carter uh, tying the knot last Friday. So on behalf of all of us here at the Bozich household, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Carter. We've got a big weekend in the sport of harness racing coming up. We've got a big show coming up here today on Post Time with Mike and Mike. We certainly appreciate, are appreciative of you joining us. We're going to be joined at the top of the hour by Hall of Famer Dave Miller. Dave's got a busy weekend coming up on Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Is uh, He's going to be driving a couple of pretty good horses, Trotter Crystal Fashion in the Maple Leaf Trot, and, of course, McWicket in the Canadian Pacing Derby. We'll talk to Dave about his drives coming up not only on Saturday, but uh, maybe we can get a sneak peek today. We have three divisions of Pennsylvania Sire Stakes races here at Harris Philly, 
And uh, Dave Miller's got interest in all three of those races. So maybe we'll try to pick his brain and uh, talk to him about some of the horses that he's driving today and Saturday. It's going to be a big weekend for us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike, as we urge each and every one of you to uh, tune into our broadcast coming up on Saturday. Myself, along with Garnet Barnsdale and Ace Barnsdale, will be broadcasting live from Woodbine Mohawk Park for their big stakes laden card on Saturday, shortly after the show. If you are tuned into our social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter, we'll be able to tweet the broadcast time. Uh, we'll be on for three hours, that I can tell you, uh, but the, the actual time, we'll uh, have that determined here in about an hour and a half or so. So you certainly want to stay tuned to our social media outlets and our website, Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. Who else is joining us on this show today? We've got uh, our good friend Shades, Andrew Dembski. And what is a monthly segment uh, sponsored by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association? Andrew Dembski is going to talk a little bit about an initiative that the PHRA has going on at Pennsylvania racetracks uh, across uh, the state here in Pennsylvania, and that is the concept of wager warriors. Now, anybody that has listened to this show on a consistent basis knows how big of a fan I am about uh, trying to educate racing fans about the sport of harness racing. And it's just amazing that when you go through the grandstands, just some of the questions that the newcomers have, very basic questions that you and I, as a kind of lifers in the sport of harness racing, take for granted. You know, like questions like, what are those horses doing out there uh, jogging when there's no race going on? Um, where do they start? Where do they finish? Things like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, questions even uh, before the uh, the process of, like, where do we go to make it better? How do we bet? Or how do we read, read the program? Things of that sort. So it's uh, – it's a big initiative, I think, that uh, my good friend Shades is starting here with the Wager Warriors. Uh, they've been out here at Harris, Philadelphia a couple of times, and I know they go. Uh, they've been at the Meadows and, of course, Pocono and the thoroughbred tracks around and, and uh, here in Pennsylvania, and I just think that's a great concept. So we're going to uh, get into that with Shades, Andrew Dembski here about 10.50 or so. Plus, Mark McKelvey is going to be joining us. He's in the on-deck circle. We won't keep him waiting too long, I promise. Uh, Mark McKelvey, of course, is going to do a talk about the big day coming up on Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and uh, maybe we'll uh, go through some of the races, too, because I'll tell you what, there's some good wagering opportunities on what is a star-studded card coming up on Saturday. Mark's going to talk to us about that. Plus, it's our Pacing for the Cures segment, and we're going to be joined by two very special young ladies that are flying the Pacing for the Cure flag high and proud in the state of Maine, Bethany Grafham and Natalie Michaud. We had a chance to sit down with them yesterday, and you'll hear that interview around 11.15 or so. We're going to take a very quick time out. When we come back, it's our good friend Mark McKelvey from Woodbine Mohawk. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Post time, gates moving. They're off and it is on. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. 
the Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USDA. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by the communications and content manager for Woodbine Entertainment, our good friend Mark McKelvey. Mark, did I get that uh, title right? Oh, you got it right. No problem. How's it going today? <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, listen, we've got a big, big show coming up on Saturday. We'll be broadcasting live, and uh, I know uh, you guys have done a heck of a job getting everything ready at Mohawk. This is a really big card coming up on Saturday. Some great, great racing, some great wagering opportunities for the gamblers. Uh, You've got to be super excited come Saturday. Yeah, this card came together beautifully, over $1.6 million in purses. Obviously, the two marquee events, the Maple Leaf Trot, and the Canadian Pacing Derby. And if you ask a lot of people around uh, Ontario and, and throughout the probably the entire nation, uh, these are two of the uh, most popular races every year. And I think it's just because of their rich history. They've both uh, been going on for, for many decades. So a lot of great champions. And, uh, of course, the fields for, for this Saturday's finals are deep and, and loaded. And uh, it should live up to the hype. There's no doubt about it. No question about it. Before we actually get into the races, Mark, let's talk about some of the promotions that we can expect come Saturday at uh, at the racetrack. Yeah, I mean, again, when it's a big night, you can expect a big crowd, and, and I would encourage everyone to arrive early. Uh, one of our uh, promotions that we'll be running this Saturday is one that we'll be doing over the next few weeks is we are starting a driver t-shirt series. So this Saturday night, fans can show up, and at 6 p.m., we're going to be handing out three t-shirts that... Uh, match the colors of driver Louis-Philippe Bois. And uh, Louis is going to be on hand to sign autographs and to help hand out some T-shirts. And this is part of our Road to the Breeders' Crown um, promotions. So we're going to do this on three of our next four Saturdays. And it's going to feature our, our top three drivers at the moment. So if anyone's wondering how we came up with uh, Louis and along with uh, Sylvain Fillion and Bob McClure, they're currently our top three drivers. So uh, kind of cool, a uh, little collection series of T-shirts. We're also going to be giving out uh, to the first 300 fans free programs, and we'll have uh, lots of uh, little giveaways and, of course, our great food and beverage offerings as well. Fantastic. Mark, let's get into some of these races. I'm just so excited, especially for the Maple Leaf Trot, because you talk about 10 bona fide superstars in the trotting world. I mean, Guardian Angel Oz is just in impeccable form right now. So is Crystal Fashion. You've got the back class of Manchego, the back class of Marion Marauder, uh, the back class of Emoticon Hanover. Then, of course, you've got the great Atlanta, who is uh, kind of out an island out there in post 10. There's just so many ways, uh, different ways that this race could play out. Yeah, you're right about that. And had Atlanta not drawn post 10, uh, I really wonder uh, what would you be saying about her chances going into this weekend's race? I think maybe she's getting obviously overlooked, and it's been very tough to overcome that post position number 10, but she's done so much in her career, you, you wouldn't be shocked. But Guardian Angel uh, and Crystal Fashion both won their eliminations uh, and both looked really good. I thought Guardian Angel, the way that he fought off Atlanta in the stretch, uh, and then listening to driver Tim Tietrich's, uh comments post-race, 
this horse just continuing to get better and, and he's been having just an incredible year with six wins and nine starts. Crystal Fashion, he's only ever raced twice at, at Mohawk Park. His first start was in last year's Canadian Trotting Classic, and you want to talk about winning from post position number 10? Well, well, he did that. He overcame the outside, right. and he won the Canadian Trotting Classic, and then he's returned this year and, and won his elimination. So uh, two starts, two wins. But the one horse that really stood out for me in the eliminations was Marion Marauder. and He hadn't raced since Hamiltonian Day when he made a break in the Cashman, and you kind of wondered, what's what's up with Marion Marauder? I mean, he's six years old, and he's old for five this year, but the way he finished up in his elimination, I thought he looked really good. And maybe some of that uh, home cooking back in Ontario for this time that he has been and uh, has got him maybe refreshed. And I think he's got a good shot. How can you overlook uh, the past triple crown winner and a winner of 3.3 million? Yeah. And I mean, horses that we haven't even mentioned yet. I mean, six pack, always capable, always dangerous of pulling off an upset. As a matter of fact, here yesterday, trainer Oka Swanstead at a horse that won a stallion series race that paid uh, 200 and uh, some dollars. So it's, uh, you'd never can count out an Oka Swanstead horse. And especially from the rail six pack could be in for a pretty good trip. Yeah. And the one horse that I'm also kind of curious is speeding spur who drew post position number four. And uh, he won the Crawford trot there at Tioga two starts back and finished third in his elimination, but he's going to get Jody Jameson in the sulky. So Jameson's never drove him before, but last year he sat behind crazy wow for the first time and won the Maple Leaf trot in upset fashion. So I think this race could go many different angles uh, and should just be a fantastic contest uh, race five on our card. So it finishes off the pick five. Uh, and this is one where I think, uh, the horse players are probably going to have to spread a little bit. I, I don't think there's one right here that's standing out above anybody else. Let's talk about the Canadian Pacing Derby final. That's in race number eight. And, of course, all eyes are on Lather Up. I mean, you want to talk about form. You want to talk about freaky speed. I mean, this horse has really come into his own as a four-year-old, eight of 11 in the win column this year, and he just seems to get better and better. Oh, He's been incredible and just so much fun to watch. He's six for six in his career at Mohawk Park, and his richest victory of his career was the, the Pepsi North America Cup last year. So he absolutely loves this racetrack, and it's going to be tough to see anybody defeating him just with the way he's looked as of late, and that victory at Hoosier was incredible. McWicket's the defending champion. He draws the outside. It's a field of nine. He's got post nine. McWicket's coming in off a victory. You can't rule him out. We've got a story coming out a little later today that'll be up on our website, woodbindmohawkpark.com, uh, and it's got some comments from trainer Casey Coleman. And uh, this is really telling of her opinion on Lather Up was she pointed out that last year all the hype going into the Canadian Pacing Derby was around Lazarus and, and could anybody defeat the, the wonder from down under. And, and McWicket did just that. This year uh-huh. she's got to try and take down another beast in Lather Up. And she noted that she was never scared of facing Lazarus, but she says she is scared of facing Lather up. So uh, she called him a complete freak. And I think that's pretty telling of the respect that uh, a trainer like Casey Coleman and everybody else in the industry has for a horse like Lather up. He's a lot of fun to watch. And uh, again, just getting better with each start, it seems at age four. And, you know, Mark, we certainly can't uh, end this conversation without talking about one of the big fan favorites, Jimmy Freight, who uh, won a preferred last time in 49 and won. This is a horse that uh, is always dangerous as well and uh, certainly has a big following. Oh, he does. And a horse here that got back uh, to Mohawk Park and got into the win column, and I think that was a big confidence boost. And he's had some tough trips. Uh, so if things could set up where – 
um, he gets into the right spot and, and we see a lot of early speed, as I expect, especially with McWicket on the outside. Um, and also, this is the plan who, who just recently set a Canadian record in the pre-date. You never know. This could set up. Jimmy Freight has had some uh, great success at Mohawk Park. Uh, he's won the Gold Cup, so I wouldn't be overlooking him, that's for sure. Post position number four, Scott Zeron's going to drive him, and uh, he was in the sulky with him last week. So the Canadian Pacing Derby, uh, one of my favorite races every single year, and I think uh, we're going to be looking at an absolute dandy. Fantastic, and it is a great card. You've got Ontario Sires thinks uh, all throughout the card as well. So it's just uh, a tremendous, tremendous card. It's going to be a tremendous weekend at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Mark, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend, and we will definitely see you on Saturday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Going to be a very fun night. A great races over one point six million dollars in purses and. Our marquee event every year is the North America Cup, and we got the last two North America Cup champions on the card with Captain Crunch racing in the Simcoe. So it's going to be a, a fantastic night, and look forward to having you guys. Now, Mark, real quick before I let you go, you, you mentioned earlier, of course, uh, Woodbine Mohawk is the site of the Breeders' Crown. Just have to ask you, how are the Breeders' Crown preparations going? We know that there's so much work behind the scenes that goes into putting on an event like that. So just wanted to uh, touch base with you. How's it going? Are you, are you keeping your sanity? it's going well so far i think uh we're definitely getting into that part of the the calendar where you're getting closer we're not there just yet but everything's got to start to come together and i think it is it's going to be an amazing night yesterday we went on sale with our dining passes so if anybody wants any information on that they can go to our website woodbymohawkpark.com we've also got indoor grandstand seats available it's going to be a huge weekend two nights october 25th and the 26th and all i can say is um, with the work that our team at Woodbine Entertainment is putting into this, uh, it's just going to be an incredible event. And uh, I encourage everybody, if you are never made the trip to Mohawk Park, now's the time. Mark, we'll see you Saturday, my friend. Great. Sounds good. All right. That was Mark McKelvey, the communications and content manager for Woodbine Entertainment. A big weekend coming up on Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk. And of course, we will be broadcasting live. Time to be determined. I promise you that I'll get you that information today. If you just follow us on our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com or of course on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. We talked about the big weekend of harness racing, not only at Woodbine Mohawk, but how about at Yonkers? Another stakes-laden program coming up on Saturday with the Hudson Trot Final, the Lady Maud Final for uh, three-year-old Philly Pacers, and, of course, the two big races, the Yonkers Trot Final uh, going for $500,000. That's in race number six. And the Messenger Stake Final in race seven going for a purse of $580,000. In the uh, Yonkers Trot Final, of course, it's the big matchup between Jim Panzee and uh, Hamiltonia champion at four. Forbidden Trade. Bob McClure will be uh, driving Forbidden Trade on Saturday. And of course, uh, Brian Sears with the mount on Jim Panzee. Asterix draws those position one with Soul Strong. Sheena's boy, Jim Panzee, living on the dash. Forbidden Trade. High Rebadon and No Drama, please. The very next race is the Messenger for three year old uh, open pacers. And you've got, of course, Better's Wish. All eyes on him. He's never finished worse than second so far in 2019, and he is 7-5 to five in the morning line. Franquino from post two, American Mercury from post three, figures to be the top contender. U.S. captain, a horse that I like quite a bit from post four from the Alanya barn. Of course, Alanya's got three in that race. Raining Dale from post five, Waterway from post six, Escape to the Beach from post seven, and uh, a Flame Hanover from post eight with some Pennsylvania interests. 
uh, by our, our good friend Tony and Linda Shadle. Brian Sears will be doing the draw, driving. Um, but, of course, post position number eight is uh, always a tough task at Yonkers. So that is coming up on Saturday as well. So just a huge weekend of harness racing all around. We still have left, plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Dave Miller will be joining us at the top of the hour, plus our pacing for the Cures segment with Bethany Grafham and Natalie Michaud. But uh, in the on-deck circle is our good friend, Shades, Andrew Dembski. And we're going to talk about some fan education, amongst other things. Coming up next, you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike. Presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Hey, racing fans. We all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post up. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Family problems call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training surface in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Whitbank Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich flying solo today as Mike Carter is uh, in one of the uh, beautiful islands in the Caribbean enjoying his honeymoon. Of course, he did not have a show last Thursday, and and uh, Mr. Mike Carter, uh, well, good for good reason, as Mr. Mike Carter signed the non. So congratulations to him and his new bride, Kate. Right now, we're joined by Mr. Shades, Andrew Dembski. And, Andrew, we're going to talk about the Wager Warriors, but I have to tell you this. You might have to send them my way because I am in a big slump when it comes to trying to pick these pick fours at Harris Philly. 
I'll tell you what, Mike, I didn't make a bet when I was out doing Wager Warriors. It was a good night for me. That's a win. So I was hoping other people, hopefully they were cashing tickets. Uh, but, yeah, I have to agree. I've, I've been in this love myself. So maybe together we could turn something around. All right. Well, let's talk about this concept with the Wager Warriors. I've seen them a couple of times here at Harris, Philadelphia. It's a very cool concept. They put on very bright uh, greenish-yellow shirts, so they stand out like a sore thumb, and that's the point. We want them easy to find. But they're helping newcomers uh, as far as wagering goes or any other questions that they have concerning the sport of harness racing. And I am such a big fan of this concept. Tell us where this concept came about and how it got put into play. Well, basically, Mike, uh, it was started by us at the PHRA uh, in conjunction with the Standard Bread Breeders Association of Pennsylvania. And it was uh, this summer, it's basically a, a Standard Bread um, promotion. We're going to try to extend it to some, some thoroughbred tracks next year so we can cover the entire state. But so far this summer, we've been to uh, every racetrack several times, all three uh, standard bread tracks and I was myself participating as a wager warrior uh, at the at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono uh, last week and uh, basically what we do is we <laughs> we kind of crash people's parties and uh, <laughs> help them out when they look like they may or may not uh, need some assistance in, in reading a racing program and how to make bets and I tell you well we kept some kids there probably later than their parents wanted but I, I think we had two families that uh or a track side, and they, I think they just moved up closer and closer to the rail the night went on, which was a good sign. I think the kids really enjoyed it. And uh, Basically, uh, we're there handing out uh, – we give every group a voucher to get them started. So we'll get you to the windows. We'll help you out a little bit financially. Uh, we'll give you a bet on us. But uh, we will. We will sit down with you. We'll spend as much time as you need so you feel comfortable uh, making a bet at the racetrack and feel comfortable enough where you have some basic information – uh, and you know kind of or have an idea of how you want to uh, read the program. We don't overwhelm you. I will show you where the horse maybe last finished in his last race. I'm not, I'm not showing you running lines and uh, forget it. It's, uh, <laughs> we're going to start with the very basics, and based on what people feel, uh, how comfortable they feel with the program, we'll go from there. But it's been a, an incredibly successful campaign this summer. Shades, what are some of the questions, and you said you participated in a few of these, what are some of the questions that you're getting uh, from the newcomers? Well, what's interesting to me is a lot of people, um, they, you know, we always say a lot of people don't understand the betting in horse racing. It's almost like somebody started people out on the craziest kind of bets. I mean, people come up to me and go, how do you bet that superfecta? And I say, do you know what a win place or show bet is? And they say, no. So I don't know where <laughs> a lot of fans seem to jump into the crazy exotic end uh, of wagering, but we have to kind of get them started, I think, on understanding just the basics. And generally, um, I will teach you about a win place and show bet. I will teach you the phrase across the board. I will uh, teach you basic exotic wagers uh, with maybe if you're Talking about vertical bets, the exacta or a or a multi-race bet, we'll start with a daily double. Um, it's just interesting to me. A lot of questions are how do I how do I make that trifecta? It's like well, until you understand some of the basics, so we kind of have to uh, back off on some of the crazy bets, get people started, and then when they feel comfortable, we can start teaching them more and more about some of the exotic bets, so they might be able to real uh, win some 
some real money. So the betting is usually the first question because people could pick a name. They could pick their favorite color if they can't read the program. But they really want to learn how to bet the races. So uh, we really need to get them started there uh, in the Wager Warriors campaign. And, of course, it, once they understand some basic things, we go from there. Um, but for the most part, the question, the main question is the betting. And that's totally understandable. I mean, if you don't have a clue about horse racing, there's plenty of jargon, and it's not meant to scare anybody. We're just there to help get them through it. One of the things I think, you know, and in, in, in I really don't believe this is anybody's fault, to be quite honest, but our game is very complex, and I think that kind of scares a lot of people out. It's very intimidating. I mean, the whole – even when you walk in the front door at a racetrack, um, you know, I get a lot of questions when I walk around, like basic questions, like not even about wagering or about the program, but things like, what are those horses doing out there while there's no races? How many races are there? How many to- how much time in between races? Where do they start? Where do they finish? I mean, people in a lot of situations don't even know that they can get a program. Do these horses race every race? A lot of people think that it's the same horses that race each and every race. I mean, it's it's so, you know, our game is so complex that I think it has uh, the tendency to scare people off right away. Yeah. And I think that's why, um, I think that's why programs like this are are really important that we have visible people at racetracks that you can feel comfortable talking to. Um, And and I like the fact that everyone that we've sent to the racetracks and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I I think I'm I'm still young ish, uh, but they are, Younger people who are approachable people, um, not that not that an older gentleman or a woman would not uh, be necessarily, but it does show that there are some young people in the game who enjoy it and can teach you about the game. So we want this program to continue, uh, and we do, we do send, like I said, younger people who are going to help you out. I think that kind of makes it easier to approach somebody uh, to learn a little bit about the game and. Yeah, some people, um, you know, we might sit down with them, Mike, and there there are so many complexities, like you said. It's just funny when someone might point to a part of the program and say, what's this? And they're pointing to the the conditions uh, of the race. And, you know, I'm, oh, no, uh, that's that's, that's a big conversation for beginners. So I think what's important is that people we have at racetracks, and I tell everybody, yes, the Wager Warriors program is phenomenal, uh, and I'm hoping to grow it. But if you're at a racetrack, I mean, make a friend. <laughs> Talk to the person next to you who doesn't know what they're doing, if you do. Uh, and I think that's really great if we can kind of spread uh, that, that that kind of friendship and camaraderie at the racetrack. Uh, yeah, we can start really building the game because, like you said, it is so complex. There are so many questions. Um, and one of the things I think that's important in doing programs like the Wager Warriors, you can't just ask people uh, what questions do you have. They don't even know where to start because there are just so right. many, like you said. There's just, you know, does this horse ride the race every race? I mean, that's And to anybody who's been in the game, uh, you know, it seems crazy that somebody would think that. But the fact that you mentioned it and the fact that I've heard it several times means we're not alone. People have those really basic questions. So if we can continue to keep this program going and to expand it to other racetracks, and regardless if it's Wager Warriors or not, I would love to see other racetracks have people out there that – are receptive to these kind of questions. They're just willing to sit down and spend the time with people. I mean, and what's you know, depending on the size of the crowd, we try to hit almost every group in the track that might need help. But there's there might there was a family I sat down with for two races. You know, one in the beginning of the night, came back to check up on them at the end of the night. 
um, just to see how they're doing. And you give people enough time, and that's how you build fans. So I, I think anyway, you know, <laughs> it's part of the game plan yeah. to building fans in the game. Shades, before we let you go, I know you got some big things coming up at some Pennsylvania racetracks uh, over the next couple of weeks or a month. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, I'll be uh, sort of in your neck of the woods on Monday. I'll be at Parks Racing on the Thoroughbred side. They have a big day of racing on uh, Labor Day. It's Smarty Jones Day. Uh, they have seven stakes races, two grade threes. Smarty Jones will be there himself. I'm actually on my way to see Smarty Jones this morning, uh, so I will, <laughs> I'll be hanging out with him this morning, and then he will come hang out at the racetrack. He'll parade uh, on uh, down the stretch. He'll be in the winner's circle for fan pictures. There'll be his uh, Kentucky Derby trophies uh, available or trophy to take pictures with. So it should be a tremendous day. So if you're in the Philadelphia area on Monday and uh, you want to check out some thoroughbred racing, I'll certainly be there. Smarty Jones will be there. Should be a tremendous day, Mike. All right. And uh, make sure while you're there that uh, you tell Keith Jones he badly needs dancing lessons. If you need some help, I could uh, absolutely help him out. You know what? Six racetracks, Mike, in the state, and we only got two dancing announcers. Not that I didn't ask a lot more people, so the fact that you two even did it, uh, really appreciate it. <laughs> that, uh, that video did pretty well, and uh, you're forever in a part of what might be the uh, first Pennsylvania viral video. And I got and I gotta tell you, it's everywhere. Like I can't get away from it. I I uh, pinch hit it, uh, uh, subbed at Pocono Downs for Jim Bavili a couple of weeks ago. There it is on the big screen. I turn on the TV and the local news. There it is. There. It's just you can't get away from it. It's all over my the news feed. And uh, but no, seriously, that's a great thing. And uh, you know, listen. Uh, sometimes I think horse racing as an industry takes itself too seriously, and it's good to see. Uh, you know. That we're human. It's good to show the world that we're human. I I absolutely agree. Um, and I have another little series in the works that uh, will hopefully kind of like you said, humanize people, uh, show people outside the racetrack that hey, like yes, race uh, trackers do some pretty you know unique have a unique job. But guess what? We also go fishing and we also go bowling and we also you know <laughs> there's there's things we do that are pretty normal. So. Uh, if you can kind of get to know people outside the racetrack, then yes, maybe you want to go see them at the racetrack. So we're kind of built or taking that uh, approach in a new series of videos I'm working on. Good stuff, buddy. It's Andrew Dembski, the Director of Digital Media and Creative Services with the PHRA. We certainly appreciate you joining us, and we'll talk to you next month, buddy. All right. Sounds good, Mike. Always a pleasure. All right, that was Shades, Andrew Dembski, and uh, he's doing great work. The PHRA is doing great work, and uh, I'll tell you what, they are uh, certainly doing their part in trying to promote the business here in the sport in the uh, in the uh, state of Pennsylvania. So hats off to uh, Shades, and Shades is a big part of that, and the team over at the Pennsylvania Harness Racing Association. A lot left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, the Hall of Famer, Dave Miller's in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk to him about his drives coming up on Saturday, and even a bonus. He's got uh, three drives today in three divisions of the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes here at Harris, Philadelphia, going for 60000 apiece, two-year-old Colton Gelding Paces. So for all you punters out there, you may want to uh, stay tuned and hear what the uh, Hall of Famer has to say about them if you're looking to make a couple of bucks today. Got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. 
At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. That's right. We're all over the place, along with uh, our partner from uh, the other side of the sport, Jason B. Make sure you check out his podcast, as well as uh, he talks about everything going on in the thoroughbred world. Such a great uh, thing to be a part of the Bet America Radio Network. Great people there, and you can catch our archives of this show at betamerica.com slash barn. Right now, we're joined by Hall of Famer Dave Miller. Dave, you've got another busy weekend coming up on Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk Park. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good today. Thanks, Mike. All right. Well, listen, let's jump right into it. Uh, You've got a couple of live drives, of course, in the Maple Leaf Trot and the Canadian Pacing Derby coming up on Saturday. Let's talk a little bit about Crystal Fashion. You've driven this horse twice in a row. He's won twice in a row, including the elimination. Looked very good there, 152-1. and Give us your thoughts on uh, Crystal Fashion as he enters the big dance come Saturday. Yeah, you know, I mean, winning was a – winning is a limb, you know, was a – big plus uh you know we get to pick our post so uh you know we got a nice post and uh the horses that that um i feel that i gotta beat are right there close to me so they shouldn't get too far away from me and uh yeah i I have a good feeling about the race it's a pretty big uh obviously a great field of trotters i mean you've got guardian angel oz right alongside who's just been absolutely red hot and you've got some of the classier horses on the outside although they really haven't uh, been clicking at all cylinders, it seems like, here in 2019. But you mentioned picking the post. You draw post position number two. Uh, you certainly have to be happy with that. But once again, let's talk a little bit about the elimination. How much did you think you had left in the tank towards the end of that race? Um, he, he actually went across the wire pretty comfortable there. He uh, um, Probably not his best race is cutting the mile. He, he's much better uh, going after horses. He tends to get a little uh, – you know, a little lazy there once he gets the lead. And uh, at the head of the lane, I asked him, and he, he responded and and 
opened up on the field, and then I just let him coast in then. But uh, you know, he, he did that did that pretty uh, pretty easy, really. Dave, let's uh, jump ahead and talk about the uh, Canadian Pacing Derby. Of course, uh, our our good friend McWicked, uh, probably not happy with the post there, post position number nine, but obviously he's got the class to overcome it. Uh, tell us a little bit about him. My uh, Brian Sears has been driving the horse, but uh, you know, obviously this horse is just really, really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and Brian, we've been uh, swapping him around for about the last seven years, you know. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. When I got to call to I got the call to come drive him. I, I was more than happy to do it. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mick Wicked myself. And, uh, I know he didn't draw that well. And, uh, a couple of horses inside of him are razor sharp right now. So, uh, he's going to have his work cut out, but it was always, uh, it's always good to get, get behind the old boy. You know, he, uh, he's been a lot of, a lot of fun over the years. Now, post position number nine at Mohawk, obviously, uh, that's a seven-eighths of a mile track, and maybe it's not as detrimental as it would be on a five-eighths track or a half. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But still, uh, I feel that any size track, you know, uh, especially uh, with the group of horses anyway, he's going to have to be close. You know, he, he can't be fourth over and expect to run down lathered up or uh, – you know, any of them other ones, you know, he's going to have to be close. So uh, he's going to have to do a bit of work early. And, uh, you know, hopefully the trip, hopefully I can get a get, get him a good trip and uh, save a little bit for the end there, you know. Dave, obviously you've driven at Mohawk quite a bit, but, uh, you know, you've also, you know, driven at the Meadowlands, you've driven all over the place. Is there anything about the Mohawk uh, surface or track that's kind of unique that you have to adjust your driving style at all? Yes, I I I I really do feel that way that uh you know like like second third over unless the pace is extremely fast you know is not a really a good spot. I I feel personally myself you're better off um staying at the rail as long as you can then, you know, and uh for some reason for some reason that seems to work out better for me anyways, you know, uh um you know you might have to uh wait a little bit into the stretch before you find room, you know, and that's always uh that's never good, but I, I just feel first over, like, you know, first over there seems, seems to be better than, than second or third over. That's to me, that's just a very, very tough spot to overcome. And, uh, um, you know, I don't know, I can't explain it whether the turns aren't banked enough or the, but they, they come off that last turn and the ones on the lead, they just seem to get away, get away from you so quick. And, uh, you know, it's tough sometimes to make up, make up the ground. Visiting with driver Dave Miller. That's coming up uh, on Saturday. Of course, we'll be broadcasting live there. We'll have a time to be determined coming up on Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk Park. But, Dave, I'm not going to let you go without talking a little bit about Harris Philly because we've got three Pennsylvania Sire Stakes races here today. You're busy. You're pretty much driving in about every race. I know you're on your way here. So let me ask you about a couple of these horses coming up today. In race seven, the horse that you've driven for Bruce Saunders named Manticore, seven to one in the morning line. Good second place finish to Adriano Hanover, who's just been red hot in this division give us your thoughts on him you know he's just he's just a very very solid horse you know he's very nice he's handy he, he gets around he's he's very versatile he's just he's just a good horse you know um um you know he, he drew outside today i'll just wait and see what looks like there behind the gate but uh you know i've, I've raced him uh from off the pace before and uh he's just as good that way too he's just a, a solid horse 
In race number nine, the second of three divisions, a horse that you've driven all along for trainer Brett Pelling. Uh, you've driven him in every start, including his couple of qualifiers, and that's uh, Pappy Rob Hanover. Good second place finish last time at 152. What are your thoughts on him? You know, he's he's coming around real good there. We haven't raced him much or raced him hard very so far, you know. But uh, um, I, I got a feeling today we're going to get the uh, the green light to go ahead and race him. You know, we we've been racing him off the pace and out of a hole, and uh, I think it's time to uh, step up and and race him a little bit today. All right, fantastic. Well, Dave, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Uh, best of luck to you today in Pennsylvania Sire Stakes action. Best of luck to you come Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and uh, we'll see you at both places, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. That was driver Dave Miller, and uh, he's uh, going to be busy today, busy tomorrow, and a busy Saturday. It's a big, big weekend of harness racing uh, coming up uh, not only at Woodbine Mohawk, but of course at Yonkers as well as they've got a couple of big races. Uh, listen, if you're a harness racing fan, this is one of those weekends where you just have to either make it to the racetrack, make the journey, or be glued to your ADW. Be glued to Bet America. If uh, you, you don't have a Bet America account, there are uh, very good people there that take care of you. They've got a really good sign up bonus going on right now. So, for more information, head to betamerica.com. And if you're in uh, New Jersey, you can sports bet on Bet America as well. And of course, you can catch our archives on slash barns. Still a lot left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Our pacing for the Cure segment. We had a chance to sit down with uh, a couple of special young ladies that are doing some good work for Pacing for the Cure up in the state of Maine, Bethany Grafham and Natalie Michaud. We had a chance to sit down and to talk with them yesterday, and we're going to hear that interview coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Post Time, gates moving. They're off, and it is on. Every year, the Harness Horse Youth Foundation travels the country to share the love of harness racing with the next generation. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation educates, introducing youth to new friends and opportunities. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Learn how you can support bringing kids and horses together, building a stronger future for the sport. Visit hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Whitback Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitback Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, On Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com.
from the edge of your seat start to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. It's also presented by the United States Trotting Association. And we're here with two very special guests on this month's Pacing for the Cures segment, Bethany Grafham and Natalie Michaud. Ladies, welcome to the program. Very nice to have you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Bethany, let's uh, first talk about how you guys got involved with Pacing for the Cure and how you guys uh, got hooked up with Jeff and Janine. Well, this past winter, we Natalie and I went to Florida, and we were invited to go to the Dan Patch Awards by Roger Houston. So we sat at the table with Jeff and Janine, and we got talking to them about what they do and what all the Pacing for the Cure stuff is for. And when we heard what a great cause it was for, we decided to help them out in our neck of the woods and spread the word around here and help them raise money. Now, obviously, Pacing for the Cure is synonymous with the sport of harness racing uh, to kind of get awareness out about multiple sclerosis. And both of you guys have a little bit of a harness racing background. Now, Bethany, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about your uh, harness racing background. Um, my great-grandfather, Lori Norton, uh, was the first person to get our family into harness racing. And from there, my dad, Mike, uh, became a trainer and driver and owner. And I help in the barn every day, and my brother is now a driver as well. Natalie? So my grandfather has been involved in harness racing for many, many years, but I actually never was very interested in, in it when he was doing it. But I started dating Bethany's brother, Nick, about six years ago. And then I just became addicted like everybody else. And I go to the races and take care of the horses there and paddocks for other people, and I love it. Now, very interesting because, uh, to be quite honest, we don't have very many residents of Maine on this program. So you guys are residents of Maine. So tell us, uh, Bethany, we'll start with you. How did you get involved with Pacing for the Cure in uh, in Maine? Well, uh, with from Jeff and Janine, we kind of got back to Maine, and he asked if he, if or if we wanted to help out in any way, and we said absolutely. So he sent us some bracelets and some uh, long sleeve shirts. So we actually dispersed those really quick. We sold them, and we actually have gotten into the t-shirts, the sweatshirts. We have beanies, tank tops. Um, Stickers. We have we have everything that we can um, help spread to other people and promote the sport that way. Visiting with Bethany Grafham and Natalie Michaud. Now, Natalie, we'll start 
this one with you. Obviously, when uh, you know it's important to yourself for a cause, you're more willing to fight for it, uh, and that's what we find a lot about a lot of the guests on the Pacing for the Cure segment. Tell us about uh, first your motivation to uh, kind of get behind this mission to create awareness through harness racing for uh, multiple sclerosis. Well, when we talked to Jeff and Janine and we read their stories about all the people that they knew, it made us see the difference that they were making. And it's really, it's a powerful thing to watch and be a part of. And it's really, really neat when you get to see people actually benefiting from all the money we're raising and watch them live, you know, a better life because of the money and um, the great people that are now involved in Maine. Um, It's really, really cool. Bethany? Um, my motivation is just to help raise money and just be a part of something so very special. And I actually have an aunt and um, a cousin who have MS. So it kind of hits home there and knowing that we're doing all this and if one day they ever need help, they can turn to Jeff and Janine and they can help them. Bethany, let's start with you on this next question. Uh, you guys do some volunteer work for Pacing for the Cure up in the state of Maine. Tell us what you guys uh, have done and uh, maybe give us a glimpse in the future of what, uh, what you guys are going to do to try to create this awareness for multiple sclerosis through harness racing. Well, one of the things that we like to do is actually bring all of our um, gear over to the track uh, that we race at and just um, – have a little display set out for people to come up and, you know, purchase our the items. I don't share a lot of stuff on social media, and a lot of people can share it and comment and spread the word that way. Um, and people who are not even involved in harness racing have been reaching out and wanting merchandise, which is pretty cool because it's, you know, reaching more people than just the harness racing industry. Before we let you guys go, we certainly appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to join us. Uh, Bethany, just what does it mean to you, and I will ask Natalie the same question, but Bethany, what does this mean to you on a personal level to uh, work with Pacing for the Cure and uh, to know that maybe one day uh, that the work you're doing could be the difference in ultimately finding a cure for multiple sclerosis? really uh really special for me to be a part of this because actually it was just posted on social media that uh the board of directors of patients for the cure have expanded their it's not just ms anymore they've gone to um cerebral palsy uh, ra als and it's just really good to know that one day something will happen and such a positive impact that we're all doing. Natalie? It's just kind of cool to look at. Just, I mean, we're doing kind of a lot, but really in the grand scheme of things, we're not doing that much, but we're spreading the word and spreading the positivity and trying to find a cure and helping raise so much money that one day, if it does, it'll be very, very cool to know that we have a small, small part of that. Jeff and Janine are incredible people, and Beth and I are so lucky to have been able to meet them, and they've introduced us into so many people. They've brought so many people together in Maine, everybody trying to, you know, 
sell all of the, these items and raise money and raise awareness, and it's pretty cool. That's Honey Grafham and Natalie Michaud. Guys, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you as uh, you guys are doing just great work up there in Maine for Pacing for the Cure. Thank you. And special thanks to Bethany uh, Grantham and Natalie Michelle for all the great work they do for Pacing for the Cure up in Maine. And well, we certainly uh, appreciate every, each and every one of you uh, for joining us here on this edition of the Post Time with Mike Divine, presented by Beth America. Don't forget to up on Saturday. We'll be broadcasting live from Woodbine Mohawk Park. At time will be determined. I promise you, if you follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter, we'll get that time to USAP. Of course, you can also check our website at Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. On behalf of Mike Carter, it's a well and so on. Mike Bullish. We'll see you Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk. Good night, everybody. Can't stay here I know